Welcome to another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. I'm Chuck. And if you're here with us this week, this is a debrief week. So we're going to watch. It's like having a substitute teacher. They would always bring in videos. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, um, we're doing this on uh weekend and Chuck and I both have some time. Dude, uh, two things. Number one, I have been battling a freaking toothache for like three days. It's terrible. Rub some dirt on it. Um, but today seems to be better. And my dentist is out of town, of course. Um, and two, we'll talk about it on Locker Room, but in my quest to become a better outdoorsman, I took my hunting rifle in and, and zeroed it um, and did, did some of my first real long-range shooting out past 100 yards. Um, I mean, because you and I, when we go to the range, it's like, oh, you're going to do short you know, pistol or rifle. And for pistol, you're talking like you know, 10 to 25, well, three yards to 25 yards. And then 50 if you really want to train for precision shooting. Yeah. But with rifle, you're talking about short range is 25 yards. You zero in at 50. And then you're smacking people with iron sights at 100 yards plus a little bit. That's my experience with long range shooting is to potentially shoot people at, you know, short distances, relatively short. Which that shit comes, into, comes in handy when you actually have to use it right. with a rifle. Right. Um, in fact, one of my buddies that you can see in the fishing video, uh, he took me fishing for Pike, by the way, I'll, I'll also talk about that on locker room. Um, he was a sniper and he said to me, he goes, yeah, I went to sniper school, but the instructor was honest. And he says that most, uh, city police sniper encounters happen in less than a hundred yards, you know, oh, wow. 80 yards. So they didn't. They didn't do, they, they shot out to distance when I 400 yards or something like that on, um, uh, like, like for fun, just to test their rifles and test their skills and stuff like that. But it wasn't part of the sniper course. So for me, getting out there and shooting truly long range with an optic and doping and I'm not into math yet. I haven't gotten there. <laughs> I'm a little afraid of weaponized math. Uh, maybe I we can maybe we can go back in the archives and get Jr. He can maybe. Yeah, I mean, but most of the stuff that you'd be doing, right? It would be most of it would just be, you know, like real simple. Because in the Marine Corps, like we got taught how to do calculate windage and elevation, all that stuff, and it was the simplest shit because it wasn't. You're not talking about miles. Like you're not going to be trying to take no. someone at a mile. No, no, no. But if you're at 500, 600, 700, we're talking about yards. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a lot easier, and I got to tell you the math. I could do it and it was really easy and I was doing it on the fly and with a book. And if I, I don't, I wonder if I still have my range book from the ring Corps. but you were, you were, um, having, having to, you know, click over on your fucking, yeah. cause we, I started with irons. Then we went to ACOG. So you basically have like a five times little scope on there yeah. and, and you're, you're smacking shit at 500 all. yards with, with iron sights. You right? were. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, and then so my buddy was in had the that, ACOGs. Yeah. Same guy that was took me fishing. Dog. Was in was a recon marine, and he, you know, this is like Heartbreak Ridge era recon marine. 
And he fucking told me, yeah, we were smacking shit routine. We didn't have optics. We had iron sights. It was recon. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so every, if you think, you think Charlie had anything better than the, than a recon Marine, you're fooling yourself. Iron sights, bitch. Every Marine. No. Rifleman. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, no. So we'll talk about that locker room. I just wanted to bring you up to speed on, uh, I'm a little bit frizzle fried. Weekend. I think you'll be good when it comes to that, that math. Pike it's not hard shooting and I, I had a big outdoorsman weekend and it's only halfway through the weekend so halfway through it's sunday it's the end of the weekend yeah t- saturday sunday of the weekend i started mine on friday afternoon because i left work oh early. i consider friday the weekend oh well for you every day is the weekend <laughs> it's not the best it's it's rough oh, I tell you. sorry okay I don't know how people retire. Like I'm sitting here looking and I'm like, I'm not even retired, but like I'm going through what it would be like if I was retired. And it's not fun. I I totally understand why people work. I understand why my dad still works. I understand why other retired gentlemen, like you're surrounding yourself with people your whole life. And then you're like, I'm going to retire. And then you become a fucking hobbit and hide in your house and be useless. It's it's, it's the worst feeling. Fucking go bowling. Yeah, anxiety, depression, unless you have like a solid friend group and like you're constantly doing things, yeah, yeah. your anxiety and depression go through the roof because you're not going anywhere during the day and you're just sitting there and right. there's only so much shit you can do on TV. There's only so many chores you can do, and especially if you're injured. There's only so many things you can do. Fuck being retired. I think it's ridiculous. I don't think I'm ever going to retire. <laughs> I think that as soon as I medically retire, I'm going to be getting another job and some simple just so that i can have public fucking interaction fuck i'll be a walmart goddamn greeter i don't give a fuck what you have to my beautiful thing like <laughs> once you have your retirement your options open like yeah the job that i just the job that i just promoted out of um i didn't intend to promote out of it i kind of so it's like this is dude this is a no-brainer right cake job cake job i didn't even have to work full years um i get like three mo- months off a year um, like it was perfect. It was great. And then when my boss got, um, let go or quit or whatever happened, I don't know. Um, everybody was like, yeah, you got to put in for it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to give up my time off. I don't want stress again. I don't want like, I don't have to worry about it. I was happily retired, not worrying. <laughs> so I get it. But now you'll have more money to buy more things and to do more things. To more money your more. Life. I got a wedding to pay for, Chuck. I got a wedding to pay for. Okay. So oh, I'm never paying for a fucking wedding. They can go get the fucking well, shit eloped somewhere. Nah, so here's the deal. She's, um, she has saved up her own money. Her and uh, her fiance have saved up her. This is locker room stuff. I'll, I'll tell you guys later. But suffice to say, I'll explain. It's cool. She has no idea. I'll say this, though. If any youngsters are out there listening, don't waste your fucking money on a wedding. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Whatever. Waste your Come money. Do on the, the big weddings, like the fifty thousand dollar wedding. Like, like have a party. Have a party. Have a have yeah. a party, and then use the rest of the remainder of the money to one put a down payment on a house, or two mm-hmm. go on a fucking extravagant honeymoon. But probably start thinking about your life together because the this memories you're going to build. That, we need it. Yeah, we need but, it. Okay. Dude, I have send so us a message. That. Send send the uh. Do you want to get married or be married message to the locker room thread right now? So we remember that. Send us that on that thread because I, I swear with my ADD, I will forget. And this is a good topic because, uh, it's something I, I it's advice for our younger. No, just type it. I can I, type it, motherfucker. <laughs> type that for me, please. 
Uh, while I bring up, because we're debriefing. Sorry, let's get to the show. Yeah. What is this? Okay. Locker room? Um, we're going to debrief some videos. We're going to, it's like substitute teacher week. Uh, yeah. And Chuck and that. I have each brought a couple to the table. So I thought I would uh, share each video. And, and the first one is one that you brought. You posted most of these on our social media. Um, yeah. I don't, I think there might be one that isn't, or there is one that is, but you'd have to go deep into the archives to find it because I've posted it. Um, anyway, so we'll be watching them. If you're on YouTube, you can watch them on YouTube. If you're at home, uh, you'll, if you're just listening to this audio, you can hear the audio when there is audio. Um, some of them don't have any audio, uh, or I've muted the audio because I don't want to hear the news broadcaster talking. I can just tell you what's happening in the. So here we go. This is this is this is Chuck's first one. So you want to? What do you want to give this? Uh, while I bring up the the, uh, the screen, so I can go and talk about it real quick. Okay. So what you're going to see is you're going to see if uh, a a suspect running for who knows what, because um, we really don't have much context on it because that's not the point of this video. And then you're going to see uh, an officer giving chase, first person view of body cam. You're going to see handcuffs in one hand and a taser in the other. Then you're going to see a fence. And then you're going to see someone climb the fence, such as the suspect, get to the top of the fence. Okay, here something we go. happens. Watch the video. <laughs> That's very vague. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll have to watch the video. Okay, here we go. Get it. Can I make it bigger? Um, I mean, rub it. I don't know how to use this tip here. People are getting the top view of my dashboard. Okay, here you go. Okay, so we see that video, and what happened at the top of that fence is homeboy got fucking tased. Um, we all laugh. We're like, "Oh, that's funny!" Ha 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 ha. It's not funny um, because you can lose your fucking job over it real quick. Um, this is a what not to do video, right? For law enforcement, right? And it's called tasing off an elevated platform, and it's a big fucking no no. Um. Also, there's some other things that we could point out in this video, such as running with exposed handcuffs in your hand, which now if you get into a fight, the suspect now has a blunt force um, fucking object they can oh, beat you with. I have some hooking object to tear your fucking I have face some apart. Do you, do you have like someone fighting? No, there, no, no, no. Now you have two impact weapons. You have your, your, your cuffs, which can also be used to cut your face. You have a taser, which can also be used to incapacitate you through neuromuscular incapacitation or bludgeon the fuck out of your face because now you have both hands um, as you're running full. Put one in your fucking pocket and holster the other one, give chase, tackle the motherfucker, and then deliver a close contact tase, um, a drive stun, or you know do the drive stun, then go to a different part of the lake so you can get that full NMI, or tackle and you know fight, go hands-on. But you can hear in this officer's voice that she is very afraid. You can hear the the chatter in that voice. And if any veteran yeah. law enforcement officers are out there, you know exactly the moment you hear this, you're like, oh, she's afraid. She's scared. But kudos to her that she's still giving chase, but not kudos to her for tasing off an elevated platform to stop the chase because that is a big fucking no-no. And I want to say in all 50 states, that is policy. There is policy prohibiting that right? because it is very dangerous. And there have been cops that have lost their jobs 
there's been cops in New York that have lost their jobs tasing off an elevated platform, and it wasn't even that high. It was not. It was, it was shorter than that, and the dude fell in the street and cracked his head open and died. Okay, so it I have been... practical experience with this. So which one do you want? Do you want oh. the uh, Do you want the visual aid for the don't run with handcuffs, or do you want? Oh, that's good. Did you see it? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna share this picture awesome. here. Um, who's the, whose foot hand is that? I don't know. I oh, was, so it's I was able to get this picture. Um, but I have no idea who this hand belongs to. So here we go. Uh, if you're watching this, was is, it someone at your old agency? No, no. Nope. Oh, just random. So it was a cop page. So well, here you go. Got it. Uh, you ready for the graphicness, people? This is this is where they like turn your head if you don't want to be shocked. So yeah. Ew. Yeah, that's why you don't. And then, so imagine that with your hand, people. Imagine that with your hand, but imagine that through your fucking cheek. Because if you get right. into a fight and that hook opens, and now it's in your mouth, it doesn't take much force to cut through your little, your little thin skin no. of your cheek. And like, for those of you listening, it was a the meaty palm of somebody's hand, and the ratchet arm of the handcuff had completely penetrated and exited the palm. Yeah. So you could see the ratchet going in and out of the palm of the hand. Yeah. And how many times have we cuffed people and been like doing it really fast and actually clipped their skin and it, oh. it pops their it pops the skin on their wrist? Like how many times does that happen? Like it, it happens. Blood blister get like, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and you're like, Inch it. hey, my bad, but it happens. Like at least like getting bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got bit. It, it happens when you put handcuffs yeah. on. You try to be careful. And yeah. Hey. If they tell you they got bit or if you're smart, fucking check, right? Check their wrists and be like, oh, in your report, be like, yeah, they, the, when they were oh. handcuffed, they're, you know, if you don't and, document it, they can claim whatever the fuck they want. I sat in handcuffs exactly. hours and they rubbed me raw. But no, uh, no. I'll, I'll, there was a, a veteran cop who once told me when I was young on the job, he said, you will never lose your job for telling the truth. He right. goes, if you fuck up, and you yep. tell the truth and you're like, hey, you just like, hey, this happened. You you might get a slap on the wrist or maybe take some days, depending on how egregious it is. But you're not going to lose your fucking job unless it's major misconduct. Well, so here's the way it was explained but, to me. Same thing. You know? I, I was told you will never lose your job for telling the truth. If you did something that warrants getting fired. Then. No amount of the truth is going to save you because you're going to get fired anyway. Right. Right. Which is like major. So the truth can't save you when you have fucked up that bad. Right. right. However, what the truth can do is, is screw you over because when you didn't do anything worth getting fired over, if you lie about it, you will get fired. Yeah. Right. 100%. Oh, you dented the patrol car and you would take a day on the beach for denting the patrol car at your agency because you backed into a light pole in a parking lot. I don't want to take a day on the beach because that's discipline and discipline is scary. Um, so I, I suspended without pay for eight out for yeah. a shift. I, whatever will I do? You will take your day on the beach. You will go to the beach. You will collect sand in a jar and you will remember it for the rest of your life as the time that yeah. you got out of work because yeah. it's going to happen. But if you lie about denting that police car, that's it. Tell you, true experience. I almost lit a police car on fire. 
it happened. <laughs> and I had to tell the story and I had to document it. The moment we got back to the station, yeah. I documented it. And guess what happened? Hmm. I got yelled at. Mm -hmm. The police shop now has cool racing stripes down the front from the fucking melted uh, jumper cables that almost set the whole thing on fire. Mm. And I almost electrocuted myself. And then I, for the next month or two, someone would bring in fucked up jumper cables from the <laughs> incident back into the roll call. And we would talk about it for about two months. <laughs> and they ribbed me for it. They hazed me for it, whatever you want to call it. But it was all in good fun because... I was not taking days. I was not getting suspended. I was not getting fired. Didn't do it again. Though. And I did definitely didn't do it. Again. And this is why you don't kids. This is why you don't jump a police car in the middle of the night um, on a traffic accident scene because you can't fucking see and you're not paying attention and you cross the fucking red to the blue or red to the black. <laughs> and uh, when you do that, <laughs> it gets real hot and burns and catches on fire. But example, as long as you tell the truth, you're not going to get fucking fired. So there you go. Tell the truth, whatever. I don't know what this chick is. If she's like, dude, she probably took some fucking days. As long as the guy didn't die, she probably took some days mm -hmm. and she's on body worn. So she has to tell about it. I mean, you know, but there are so many big no, no's one. You yeah. could fucking get injured. Like we already said with the handcuffs Two, um, you don't want to run with a gun in your hand or anything else in your hand, any type of object holster mm -hmm. that shit. So you have both hands in case you get into a fight. Yep. Um, and then, um, you know, because you don't want your poor tactics to lead to a deadly shooting because or to deadly force, because, yeah, the, the force might be authorized and be like, it's good. But the tactics leading up to it are going to be shit. So you're going to be out of policy and that's not going to be good. So you got to make sure you know your policy, know what you can and cannot do. Um, and if you need backup, call for backup. Um, we get it. You're going to be afraid sometimes when you're, you're chasing. It's normal. Um, but you have to learn how to control your emotions and control your stress and be able to think and um, do things with inside a policy so that you don't get yourself um, indicted and end up in federal prison. Because if this person wants to die, you're going to get indicted. You're going to end up going to federal prison. It's just what it is. Well, there you go. I am uh, now. I've got this other one here. Um, and this one. Wonder if I can find on YouTube. Uh, you, why don't you talk about this a little bit, Chuck, because I want to see if I can get it off of YouTube and hopefully the video will be better. Which one's this one? This is the bus driver. The bus driver when I posted? Uh-huh. Okay, so you guys have all seen it probably if you've yeah, been got following it. our, our uh, Instagram. A bus driver is driving. A suspect comes up to him. There's some words exchanged. Suspect pulls out a gun. Bus driver um, uh, gets his own gun um, and uh, pulls his gun from his waist and ends up shooting the suspect through fucking plexiglass um, while still keeping this bus on the road. Okay, so uh, we've got we go. a video. Now, again, I'm still learning how to use these controls, people, so cut me some slack. All right. Uh, so here is our video. Most of the action happened while the bus was in oh, motion. Shit. The ride was uneventful. Till the man with the hoodie got him. So this guy gets 22 up. year old Amari Sharif to buy us a number 38 or number 83. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's 38. Fuller, the driver. In the video, so he walks you hear Tobias ask Fuller to get off. Fuller get off. said no because he was not at a bus stop. The man no, continued not a bus to stop. argue. So the bus driver wants him to get Tobias off. Tobias made several threats. Right. 
Tobias walks behind the driver, and here you can see him pull out a gun. When he walks back to confront him again, Bullard opens fire. Shootout is captured on multiple interior cameras. Passengers duck for cover while Tobias makes a hasty retreat. He's next to the rear exit. So is another passenger who is positioned slightly under him. The driver gets up from his seat while continuing to point the gun at Tobias. He then fires three more shots at Tobias and tumbles out of the bus along with the other passenger. Bullet gets off the bus from the interior camera. You can Jesus see the last shot. From this exterior camera, you Jesus, can see that Bullard him. spots Tobias by the oh. side. And Holy fired. shit, he's still going. Bullard was shot in the Okay. Yeah. He, he chases that motherfucker down, dude. He's like, oh, you want to shoot at me, motherfucker? I'm going to shoot you, then I'm going to follow <laughs> oh, you. Not today, Jesus. No. No, you went on shooting me today. I drive a bus for a living. And, well, this so I don't know the day. I'm assuming that's gang tattoos on his neck. Um, <laughs> I just looked up gangs in Charlotte, mm -hmm. uh, North Carolina, and it uh, could be Hidden Valley Kings. Um, but they have generally, I don't know about their gangs, but their ranch is off the charts. <laughs> It looks like a gang member from the blasting on his neck, gang tattoos. But uh, blasting on his neck. But yeah, we can get into this. I mean, <laughs> oh. um, I'll let you start. I, I mean, what is there to say? Like, look around, and find out. <laughs> it's good for him. Like, it, like I, uh, I, I hope the bus driver doesn't get charged. I don't know if he's lawfully allowed to carry. I don't know what. Let's look at Maryland concealed carry law. He was is it Maryland or is right? it Charlotte? I thought it was bus. I thought it's a Charlotte. Okay, let's see. And if it's Maryland, I have to look bus. up a different gang. <laughs> Baltimore. Oh, it's got lots bus of gangs. shooting. There was a bus shooting in Maryland. What was this one? Was this Charlotte, North Carolina, or is it? Uh, let's see, Murderland. Okay, so there were two. And apparently, the one you were looking for. What's the one we just watched? Yeah, the, which is the one we just watched. I'm, uh, so which one is this one? Is yours talking about somebody named Baby K? Uh, I just looked up Kings. I don't know. Maryland. Okay, so mine is the Maryland. Uh, the one I showed is not Maryland. The one I showed is North Carolina. Okay, so that's the one that we posted. Okay, so, so let's look up North Carolina concealed carry laws. Okay, I, w I lived in North Carolina. Your concealed carry is basically a, ca a class. You you submit for it and you get it within like the month. It's very fast. Let's see. All the guys in my unit had their concealed carries when we went out there. They all went. We went and did the school. I didn't do it, but they all went out there and did the school. And it's like a it was a weekend class, and you get it like that fucking okay. quick. Uh, North Carolina is a shall issue state. Nope. Um, Just gotta take the course. Yeah. And then there's reciprocity with most of the country. So, you know, this bus driver probably just went to the courts, got mm -hmm. a gun permit, and when the little Thundercat came up, tried to shoot at him, he was there. Not today, motherfucker. <laughs> so, I, there's a couple that I wanted to talk about as we get through these. Uh, I brought this one up because the first one that, that um, Chuck brought to us was 
the taser, right? Mm-hmm. On the fence. So I want to bring this one up. And this is, I don't want, I want people to understand, like when we say don't tase somebody going over a fence, don't this, don't that, blah, 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 blah. So I want to right. run an experiment with you guys that was run with me um, as it was shared to me by the sergeant who did this in roll call. So video I got, this video I got was from a sergeant who shared this in roll call and was able to do this same experiment. So, right. And then right after you're finished with this, I'm going to bring up another example mm-hmm. of, of tasing an elevated platform, but deadly forces there and why cops didn't get fired. Okay. So you ready? So yeah, uh, I've muted it because you don't need to hear the, uh, uh, newscaster guy. I'm a lawyer. This, police are contacting this, uh, this dude, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's 16. Right now. Watch over the fence. Blam right in the back of the head. Oh, fuck. So in this video, as it was shown to me, I will back it up. You were watching this 16 year old kid who was contacted by police. He was running through a neighborhood. He jumps over a fence. He's got his back to the police. He's running away and bam, one shot through the fence, back of the head dead yeah okay so face value it doesn't look great yeah so face value doesn't look great at all so the the uh guy in roll call says how many of you would call this a good shooting Mm, i think maybe like one person or two people raised their hand and he said really you would call this a good shooting he goes well it depends i have questions he's like okay we'll get back to it right and then he says now what if I told you that the suspect, that the officers were told that the suspect was carrying a gun? And now, like, three hands went up, said it was a good shooting, right? And then he said, what if I told you that the suspect was carrying a gun, the officers had seen it, and that that fence is the fence to an elementary school playground where kids were out at recess? Right. And he, everybody's hand went up like, oh, shit, like. It is a good shooting, so let's watch that again. Now, bear in mind, this is what happens is these the police are in this area of a school when they contact this young man. Right. And they have information, right. I guess, that the young man is possibly armed. He runs. Okay, They chase two cops chase. They get to this fence. The kid goes over the fence. Now, you can see when he goes over the fence, his waistband is starting to sag, right? And something, right, falls on the ground, right? He picks something up. and he has something in his right hand, too. has something in his right hand. He's running away. And one cop's going over the fence, and the other cop takes aim and shoots. Mm-hmm. So when you watch it and you think, Monday morning quarterback. Like that's why I just want to keep this in mind. This is not the taser thing. No, this is not the taser. Very, very different. But I could tell you fucking stories about the the choke, quote unquote, old that cops used to use the C clean back in the, the, the dirty sixties and seventies. 
stories that I've been told by cops who were there back in the day about um, putting their arm around somebody's neck, making them pass out, only not realizing they were on an elevated porch about four feet above the ground, releasing the carotid restraint, and then the suspect falls four feet face first, unable to catch himself onto the sidewalks of Hollywood and explodes his face. Right. And the cops are like, oh, my God, we killed him. (laughs) Okay. That used to happen, right? Yeah. But that was, we didn't know. They didn't know. They were doing the best they could. They were were seriously, they were as far removed from county sheriffs in the Old West as we are from them. Like, that's the time frame, right? So think about how much has changed between the the cops of the 60s and 70s to now versus what changed between Wyatt Earp and the 60s and 70s. That's about the same time frame. Right, so don't fuck right. don't get all pissy at them for still running around like a swinging dick. All right. Anyway, this shooting is not that tasing because that tasing was what did you have? Where was he going? You know, yeah. where were you at? He was already on top of the fence. He was not on your side of the fence where he would just right. fall back towards you. He was up in the air. Right. Yeah. In this deadly force shooting, let's not lose sight of the fact that it doesn't matter what happens to him when he's climbing the fence or running away from you, because at that point you're using deadly force. Therein lies like some of the the core differences. Once you know you're using deadly force, you just have to be able to justify it. So don't, I don't want people to, to, to articulation. Yeah. I don't want people to see that I can't tase in video and immediately equate with, I can't shoot somebody in the back because Old West right. movies tell me you're not allowed to shoot people in the back, and uh, the media tells me you can't shoot people that are running away from you. Right? Yeah. Like, you can. I'm not saying you can all the time. That's not no. <laughs> shoot people willy nilly in the back because eventually so, the girl will be up. But I just don't want people is, to think that we're not, we're, we're telling people not to do their job. Right. There is something that you police use across the country. Now it could be called something different. In my agency, there's two things that we go by: idle, immediate defense of life, and balks. Background, age, location, knowledge of the suspect. Um, right. I might be missing one, but it, you get the gist of it. So when you know all these things, most of the time as cops, we we know most of these things. We know the background of this person. We know the age of this person. We know the location, and we know who the suspect is. We know the information surrounding it. Surrounding it. Now. Citizens might not know everything, and that's not our fault. That's generally the media's fault for only putting out a one-sided story to get you know clickbait. Um, but most of the time, we know exactly what's going on, and we have to re- wait on our investigation to be revealed so that the public can know exactly what's going on. Because we're not like the media, where we don't just spit out things, but you know, prematurely. But we know background, age, location, things like this when we come on scene. Most of the time, um, not every time, but most of the time. Now, when it leads to deadly force, you better fucking know this shit because you already have background on the suspect, right? You already you already know his age, you know the location, which is a school, um, and you know that he has a gun on him and you've seen it. So you have this knowledge of the suspect, right? right? And so that changes the game. As where if where if you just come with, hey, hey, bud, let me talk to you, and he just takes off running, right? And he jumps over a fence and you shoot him, that's probably gonna be a no-no. You're gonna go to prison. It's not gonna be happy for you. But now knowing everything else, he's got a gun. It's you, you see his, he, and now he's jumping over a fucking wall where there's kids out at play. You now have an 
what looks to be presenting itself as what's going to start as an active shooter, because why would you jump into a school with a loaded fucking gun towards kids and run towards them? We can't have that because our children, we have to protect them. We have to protect the community. We have to protect everybody, right? People make bad decisions and force people's hands. Unfortunately, this is one of those decisions where this guy took a gun and decided to run into a school with it. Plain and simple. He took a loaded fucking gun, went to go run into a school and the police stopped him. Therefore justified. So um, the next one I have, uh, do you have one more? I I have something to talk about real quick, just based on Mm -hmm. the taser video that we saw in this Mm -hmm. video. And Mm -hmm. we went through non-deadly force and deadly force. Now, what happens when you have both at the same fucking time? I was involved in a situation where, and this is going to be real quick run through. um, Suspect was fucking tearing up his house. We thought there was a person inside. Um, you know, he was holding hostage. Long story short, he ends up jumping out of a window after setting his place on fire out of this apartment building, his two-story apartment building, jumps on top of a uh, freezer, arms himself. Well, he has a chihuahua in one hand and then arms himself with a fucking two by four and is swinging it at cops heads. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're in a, a um, what appears to be a deadly force situation because now he has a deadly weapon because if it connects with your fucking head. It can kill you, right? Because it's 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 a blunt object, right? And he's swinging right. at officers' heads, and he's on an elevated platform. The supervisor out at scene decides to, which or I was not at, I was in the interior with the suspect fighting through his house. Exterior supervisor on scene as the incident commander um, basically says, "We're not going to beanbag him," which he probably should have done, um, and we're not going to shoot him. Tase that motherfucker. And they tased him off an elevated platform and he fell into his head and fucking went into convulsions. He lived. He went to prison. Oh, good. Um, but the reason why no one got fired is because it was a deadly force situation and they chose what they thought was the least. Um, like it might utilize. kill him. Like it might, but it might not. But, but it might not. Right. I would have beanbagged his ass. Personally, I would have beanbagged him. But I don't know why the supervisor at scene said it, but that was the only reason why he didn't lose his job. That was the only other reason why the cops there didn't lose their jobs is because you were now met with a deadly force situation and you chose to use non-lethal less force. Less than deadly force, right? Less than less than lethal. I'm sorry, right. non-lethal. It's not non-lethal. It's less than lethal now. Right. Less than lethal force to neutralize the suspect. And they end up taking him in custody and we took him in fucking yeah, yeah, whatever. I thought like, less I always thought less than lethal was the dumbest phrase. Like less lethal. Um is probably a better phrase. Less than lethal always sounded to me like, well, it's, there's lethal. Like, this is like the Three Amigos infamous thing. It's like, there's lethal, and then there's less than lethal. Like, it's not lethal, but it's close. Right? Yeah, I think that's because uh, there's been a few people got shot in the face and died from beanbags and lost right. their eyes and shit. Right, but it's you're, like, that, you're still dying. You're still dying. Yeah, yeah, dying is dying is dying. So let's call it. Let's go back to calling it what I was taught when I was first coming up, which is less lethal. Why? Well, because yeah, while it's lethal, it's lethal less than the other things. Most of the time, it's fine. It's occasionally lethal. Like they're trying to project. I'm I'm all for saying, well, no, it could kill you. Um, that's always that's the chance you're taking by being a dumbass. If we have to deploy this to get you under control understand that it could kill you we're trying not to but like that's the attitude we should be taking with oh, yeah 
Oh, yeah, especially when you're using these big ass ballistic rounds that are 40 millimeters and, you know, out of a fucking grenade launcher mm-hmm. and you're shooting someone with it. Mm-hmm. You connect with their temple, you're dead. You, I've seen it connect with people's hands and explodes their hands. And you're like, holy shit, your fucking hand went to a pink mist real quick. And it's still there. It's just mangled, you know? So it's like the, the terminology is constantly ever changing. It's always getting weird. It's always, it's always changing. And just know that <laughs> even if it's less than lethal or less lethal, it can still end up killing you. Right. Don't fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so then let's see. Uh last one I have. This one is interesting because this is a case that uh we may have dabbled into a little bit. Um but it's a Utah police um get involved in officer involved shooting with a sovereign citizen. Yeah. Utah? No, how, yeah. We all know how scary sovereign fucking citizens are. So, here we go. This will be good. Audulent passport? No. Wonderful. That's what I'm hearing. Hey, step out of the car for me. No. No. Sir, step out of the vehicle right now. I am not required to. Step out of this vehicle right now. Step out of the car right now. So, the guy's filming the car. A self-proclaimed sovereign citizen is shot and killed during a traffic stop in Farmington, Utah. The camera video shows the moments leading up to the shooting and what followed when 25-year-old Chase Allen was shot at by multiple officers. We all shot. Yeah, we all shot. You? Yeah. How many shooters? Hey, Chief! Four of us, I think. It happened on March 1st. Four. Allen was pulled over for issues with his vehicle's registration. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, I'm Officer Farmington Police. The reason for the stop today is there's no registration on your vehicle. I don't need registration. I don't answer questions. Alrighty. Early on, Allen begins recording the interactions with officers as he's told why he's pulled over. So here's the deal, man. I'm stopping you because there's no registration. So that's where the shots are fired. Officers opened fire, though right now it's unclear how many shots were fired or whether Allen fired back. Investigators say Allen was wearing a gun holster under his coat and that he moved his hands toward it before the shooting. They found the handgun they originally spotted on the floor of his vehicle after the shooting. Oh, he grabbed it. So. Good yeah. job, officers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to, to show that one because ultimately, here's the deal. You got to go home at night, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to go home with a clear conscience. Um, the video we showed of the cops shooting the 16-year-old kid in the back of the head. Fresno was where that happened, and Fresno paid out I think nine million dollars. There was two shootings, both sued at the at the same year, and I, the statistic I think it was four and a half for each shooting, whatever. Right. So the family of this sixteen year old kid got four and a half million dollars because their son was a shithead and had to be put down. Right. Didn't come out of the officer's pocket, and none of those elementary school kids are dead. 
So the city paid four and a half million dollars because they had to kill a dude who could have threatened a bunch of elementary school kids with a gun. Right. They protect the officers. And it doesn't bring that kid back to life. But it did protect those children. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that are like, oh, what if the city gets sued? So what? So what? Are you in policy? Yeah. Right. Are you in policy? Know your policy, bros. Know it. Right. Are you in it? Because you can get away with. You're doing your jobs in this day and age. Mm-hmm. You can. You don't have to be now, maybe not in L.A. where the prosecutor hates cops and is actively trying to <laughs> prosecute them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, those cops yeah. in uh, in Utah, um, they went home that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, what would you hear clear as day, Chuck? You hear them say, gun, gun. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, At least three times. Yeah. So I don't know how if they if they say gun, gun, gun. And they find a gun and the cops shoot him like. That's pretty cut and dried to me now. Yeah. Here's what you're getting from the other side. Um, uh, Farmington police released new information about the shooting Wednesday that left 25 year old Chase Allen dead. Update came less than a day after the family of family of Allen accused the five officers who police said opened fire on him of, quote, brutal murder and said they were being stonewalled by the police department. Uh, the police. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything with, less. Right. But. Police shooting of unfolded Wednesday in the parking lot of the Farmington Post Office located at. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, Farmington officer pulled Chase Allen over that afternoon because he was driving without a license plate. And said the officer called for backup when Allen became non-compliant. So it starts off with this traffic stop and he starts being an ass. How do you get five cops there to shoot him? You have a suspect that escalates things to the point where one cop feels like he needs five cops. Right. 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 Um, now, I'm mean, just being a good partner and you're walking, you're driving by and you stop and like, hey, you guys need any help? You say, yeah, just stand right. by one second. You know? Right. Or you're just nosy and you're like, fuck it. I got nowhere else to be. Exactly. Um, but hey, those are your homies. Uh, yeah. Let's see, <clears throat> a confrontation ensued, and shots were fired by the five officers, according to police. Time they had not said whether Allen at that time, police had not said whether Allen was armed. In a statement released late Thursday, Allen's family disputed the initial police version of what led up to his death. Officers claim it was a routine traffic stop, yet the officer requested multiple other officers to the scene a couple of blocks prior to the stop which does not cite the source of the conflicting information. This resulted in the brutal murder of Chase at the hands of five Farmington police officers with them shooting him while he was still in his automobile and likely terrified for his safety. They shot over 12 rounds at him while he was still inside the car with the engine running and the lights on when reporters arrived. Now, a couple of things I gleaned from this statement that I wanted to bring up. That's why I'm reading it. Um, he requested, they requested backup prior to the stop. Okay. My understanding after looking at the event is that the car didn't have no license plate. It had a fake license plate. It had a 
sovereign citizen license plate. It had, you're thinking possibly stolen. Or it had a license whatever. plate. That, well, it had a license plate that telegraphed that this guy was in a sovereign citizen movement. It, oh. You know, those police bulletins that come out, hey, sovereign citizens mm-hmm. are doing this or watch out for this. So this cop may have seen that plate and gotten real hinked up like, oh, fuck, these, these sovereign citizen guys are known to be violent in the area, known to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. In the area. Maybe there had been, you don't know, right? But right. clearly the officer got hinked up, request for backup prior to a stop. I've requested backup prior to a stop. If mm-hmm. the, it, just for the car having a phony plate, he ran, he run the paper plate or he ran the paper plate or he looks at the paper plate and he realizes it's not a real license plate. It could be a rolling stolen and you're going to get back yeah. up on for a rolling stolen cold plated, cold plated vehicle. You yeah. know, we used to call it yeah. in, in California. It's a 1051. Uh, so anyway, uh, I don't have, I don't have any issues with that. So th- it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're answering your own question. The only detail that was missing was the fact that this guy didn't just have no license plate, that he had a fake license plate. Right. Uh, and then they talked about 12 plus rounds while he was still inside the car with the engine running and the lights on when reporters arrived. Motherfucker, make them turn the car off. Mm-hmm. Turn the car off. Mm-hmm. Turn the car. If you approach, a vehicle and it's still running the first words out of your mouth when you realize the car on the traffic stop is still running is turn off the car and immediately you should start thinking about getting back to your car because that's when people fucking run right mm-hmm. like turn the car off if you're not leaving i'm not leaving so you certainly don't need to be leaving turn your car off yeah right i Take love it when you're like turn, the, turn your car off i can't why if I turn it like, there's again. a fucking screwdriver in it, and I'm like, get the fuck out. And yeah. then that at that point, you know if they're gonna book it, yeah, or they're gonna comply. Right. Yeah, but it's a good rule of thumb when you're on a traffic stop for safety. Hey, can you put your car in park? Turn it off for me. Yeah. That way, you mitigate the chances of them trying to put that bitch in reverse and slam you into your car, or ram your car, or take off from you. Now they can always start it. And if you really, you know, you're like mm, something doesn't seem right, you can ask them turn your car off. Put it in park, turn your car off, and place the keys on top of your fucking uh, car. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at this point, is now a detention. You're detaining them. This is You're detaining the driver of that vehicle. You can ask them to do that. You can even ask them to step out of the vehicle. They're a de- they are detained. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're not holding them for you know an unreasonable amount of time to conduct your investigation uh, of traffic enforcement right. um, and whatever and run this person. But now... On a simple traffic, you have about 10 to 15 minutes to write your ticket and get them the fuck out of there, right? So right. it's not unreasonable. Now, if you're rolling up on a vehicle that has fucking paper plates, that is, they don't come back to the vehicle, it's fair to assume that this could be stolen. It's fair to assume that this person doesn't abide by the laws of whatever. So there could be a, a plethora of things that are going on right here. So it's safe to say you can pull them out of the vehicle and sit them down conduct a 30-minute investigation into that vehicle, checking the VIN numbers, checking that plate, running him. Um, and then if all comes back to where it's expired, now you can write him a ticket into that vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to let him back into that vehicle. And now you can import, impound that vehicle and do an impound investigation and check everywhere into that vehicle to make sure there's no contraband or anything like that going into impound lot. So these are all things that you have in your tool belt that you can utilize. 
and you have to know these things. And it goes back to policy. You got to know your policy. Yep. You got to know your procedures. You got to know your laws yep. and things like that. And <clears throat> so the officers from everything that I've saw were, were doing everything great. They could have had him turn the car off. Great. Only issue that I'm going to see in, in some states, I don't know about Utah, no bearing in Utah whatsoever. Um, is this a good shooting? But there might they might uh, put some of those officers rounds um, out of policy, unfortunately. Yeah. So, and it, but it happens, and that happens quite <clears throat> frequently. It doesn't mean they're going to lose their job. It just means, you know, hey, you shot, and you probably should have been shot. Yeah. Too many <laughs> times. Or when you you were a person that didn't need to engage and you should have. That contagious fire, you know. All right. Well, I think that does it. Do you want to, yeah. want to take us out and we'll finish up for the week? Yeah, for sure. Um, let me bring this up real quick. Well, first of all, I want to say, everyone, thank you for listening. If you'd like to see this podcast and the content we provide, please help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or really wherever uh whatever podcast platform you subscribe to. Yep. Our podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, as well as on our YouTube reviews and ratings are how podcast platforms decide what you recommend. So your reviews really help us grow the show. Also, please give us a follow on our Instagram at war underscore stories, underscore official and our Facebook at war stories podcast. If you already follow us, please like and share our posts. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram and Facebook, you'll be able to reach all of our social media sites and our website. Another way to support us is by visiting our website at www.warstoriesofficial.com and grab some of our merch. Um, if you think you have a story to tell, you want to be a guest on the show, please email your info and a brief description of your story to us at booking.warstories at gmail.com. Again, that is booking.warstories at gmail.com so I can get you booked. We are always looking for veterans, law enforcement, firefighters, medics, but also corrections officers, dispatchers, and nurses. If you have a friend who you think would be a great fit, let them know about us and give them our booking email. Again, thank you for the support and stay safe. And until our next episode, come home with your shield or on it. <laughs>